0: Hi, friends, and welcome to another episode of the Oakham Church Podcast. We we're three episodes into this little mini series where we find ourselves coming back to the well once again. And today we're going to come to the well um, looking through the eyes of the theme or the topic of repentance. But before we get there and before we get to what that means for us, I want to start with another couple of examples of how other people that have had interactions with Jesus in the gospels how they respond and react and repent to Jesus's revelation of who he is and what he is and the the way he sees the world and the way he thinks about things and the way that he sees them more more importantly and looking at how Understanding the way that Jesus sees them affects how they respond and how they react and ultimately how they repent. So the first example is from Luke chapter 19 and it's a very well-known story. It's the story of Zacchaeus. So we'll read it. Luke 19. Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through. A man was there by the name of Zacchaeus. So here we have Zacchaeus, Uh, not just a tax collector, but a chief tax collector. He is the boss. He is the head honcho above other tax collectors in that area. And of course, we know, as is true today, nobody likes paying taxes. And this this man Zacchaeus was seen as a traitor. He had sided with the enemy. He was taking money out of his own people's pockets. He was taking food off his own people's tables to benefit the empire, to benefit the oppressors, to benefit those foreign Gentiles who would come in and squashed and wrecked everything. And here he was and they had to look at him and hear him talking and just be near him every single day as this reminder of how someone could be such a a traitor, could be such a turncoat to their faith and to their ethnicity. And here he was, Zacchaeus. And here we have Jesus, this person who's supposed to be here for the Jews, here to to save them, to, to rescue them from the empire. And yet what do we find him doing here? We find him looking up. To a man who everyone else has looked down on, and not just that, but saying, "I'm coming to your house today for for a meal. I'm going to come and sit at your table." That's not just saying I want to eat food with you. That's not even just saying I want to be near you. That's saying I want to eat with you. I want to be associated with you. When I, when I want pe- when people look at you, Zacchaeus, I want them to look at you and see me. I want them to look at you and to say. Wow, that guy's one of Jesus' friends. And that's the issue that the people had. Notice the crowd around said, Don't don't you know who it is, Jesus? Don't you know what kind of a person this is? Don't you know what he's done? Don't you know the kind of traitor that he is? And yet Jesus ignores all that and he sees the person. He sees his true identity, not as a tax collector, not as a chief tax collector, not as a, a traitor to the nation, but as a true Son of Abraham, and someone deserving to be sought sought after someone deserving to be found by Jesus, but not just that, not just someone who who's who's worthy to be seen by Jesus, but someone who is wa- worthy to be saved as well, and that's what Jesus says salvation that's that name Yeshua, that's what it means salvation has come to this man's house. So with that revelation of of Jesus being the one who sees and saves, by Jesus being the one who looks up to the person who's always looked down, by Jesus being the one to, to step out and say, yeah, I'll come to your house and sit and have a meal with you. How does this chief tax collector, Zacchaeus, respond and react and ultimately repent to these actions? He says, look, Lord, here and now I give half of my possessions to the poor. And if I have cheated anybody out of anything, I will pay back four times the amount. There's that turning that that word repent means. There's that he was headed in a certain direction, perhaps for the rest of his life headed in that direction. But now because of Jesus and because of this encounter with Jesus, he now turns and pivots. And now his life looks very, very different. That's the repentance and notice Jesus doesn't call him down and getting to do all those things and he says if you do those then I'll come to your house no Jesus comes and meets him and comes to his house before any of that it's it's the revelation of who Jesus is that then sparks the response and the reaction and ultimately the repentance That's the order, and that's the order that we'll see again and again. Here's another example um, from John chapter 8. John chapter 8 says this. At dawn he appeared again in the temple courts, where all the people gathered around him. And he sat down to teach them. The teachers of the law and the Pharisees brought in a woman caught in adultery. And they made a stand before the group and said to Jesus, Teacher, this woman was caught in the act of adultery. until only Jesus was left with the woman still standing there. Jesus straightened up and asked her, Woman, where are they? Has no one condemned you? No one, sir, she said. Then neither do I condemn you, Jesus declared. Go now and leave your life of sin. Here's this other example of Jesus and an encounter with Jesus as an, a, and a revelation of who Jesus is and, and what Jesus believes and how Jesus sees. And then somebody responding and reacting and repenting of that fact. Here we have this woman dragged before Jesus in front of this group of religious people teachers of the law and Pharisees, but also in front of this big crowd that were, were happily being taught by Jesus at that time when we're, they're interrupted by this crowd bringing this woman to him. And he sees this woman. He truly, truly sees her. Not what she's done, not who she is, like in the first story. It's not that this is the tax collector Zacchaeus, or this is the traitor Zacchaeus, but th- this is the the son of Abraham, this is the true Israelite, this is the the identity of who Zacchaeus is. Again, here in this example, Jesus sees the woman, not what she's done, not what she's been caught doing, not her past, not even what she's been caught in the act of doing right here and right now as she's dragged before Jesus, condemned to death, ready ultimately to be stoned. But Jesus sees her and Jesus loves her. But Jesus doesn't just stop there either, does he? Because as as he ends there, he says, then neither do I condemn you. Go now and leave your life of sin. And there's that turning point for that woman. There's that response and that reaction and that repentance. But once again, it comes after Jesus's revelation of who he is and how he sees and how he loves. But there's a challenge here and there's an invitation here, not just for the woman to repent in this story, isn't there? but for the Pharisees and the religious teachers of the law, maybe even the crowds as a whole, to respond and react and ultimately repent. As Jesus says, let he who is without sin be the first to throw a stone at her. That then is that response then, is that reaction, that repentance, is that where they've come there ready to kill this woman, ready to murder her with stones in their hands. And then we're told with that revelation of Jesus, They drop those stones and they walk away. There's repentance. There's that response and that reaction to Jesus. But it has to be Jesus first revealing and then us second responding and reacting and repenting. Just like in the first example with Zacchaeus, there was that crowd of people, weren't there, who all thought they, they knew who was in and who was out, who Jesus should be spending time with who Jesus ought to be going to the house of. And it certainly isn't Zacchaeus. But here in that story, Jesus reveals this truth. And that crowd then are given that opportunity, that challenge, that invitation to respond and to react and to repent. Which then gets us to our example that we've been coming to again and again in this series, which is at the well. And in John chapter four, we'll, uh, we'll read a bit of it again and see that actually we have three examples of repentance within this story. John chapter four, verse four. Now he had to go through Samaria. So he came to a town in Samaria called Sychar, near the plot of ground Jacob had given his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there and Jesus, tired as he was from the journey, sat down by the well. It was about noon. When a Samaritan woman came to draw water, Jesus said to her, Will you give me a drink? His disciples had gone into town to buy food. And the Samaritan woman said to him, You're a Jew and I'm a Samaritan woman. How can you ask me for a drink? For Jews do not associate with Samaritans. Jesus answered her, If you knew the gift of God and who it is that asks you for a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. Sir, the woman said, Sir, give me this water so that I won't get thirsty and have to keep coming here to draw water. He told her, go and call your husband and come back. I have no husband, she replied. You have no husband. You're right when you say that. The fact is that you've had five husbands and the man you now have is not your husband. What you have just said is quite true. Sir, the woman said, I can see that you are a prophet. And our ancestors worship on this mountain. But you Jews claim that the place where we must worship is in Jerusalem. Woman, Jesus replied, believe me, a time is coming when you will worship the Father, neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem. You Samaritans worship what you do not know. We worship what we do know, for salvation is from the Jews. Yet a time is coming and has now come when the true worshippers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For they are the kind of worshippers the Father seeks. God is spirit and his worshippers must worship in the spirit and in truth. The woman said, I know that the Messiah called Christ is coming and when he comes, he will explain everything to us. Then Jesus declared, I, the one speaking to you, I am he. And then just jump over to verse 28. Then leaving her water jar, the woman went back to town and said to the people, come see a man who told me everything I have ever done. Could this be the Messiah? They came out of the town and made their way towards him. So from this story that, of this well where we just keep on coming back, we have this example of repentance in three different areas. First and foremost, obviously, is the repentance that comes from this woman and this woman's encounter with Jesus at this well on that day, where her lifestyle up until that point was one of fear and one of shame and one of humiliation and one of, regret and one of looking back at her past and and thinking about all the things that she'd done, all the mistakes that she'd made, all the things that if she could do, go back and do differently, she would. And, And all the kind of the shame and, and and guilt that's kind of weighing her down in that moment where so much so that she doesn't want to even be anywhere near anyone else in the village. And so she comes to this well at midday where she knows no one else is going to be there because she doesn't want to see those sideways glances. She doesn't want to hear those hushed whispers behind her back about who she is and what she's done and what her past is. And all of her identity is, is stuck in all of that until Jesus comes along. And and reveals to her who he truly is, where he says, I, the one speaking to you, I am he. And in that moment, all of that's gone. In that moment, there is that invitation to respond and to react and to repent. And we see that she does because she rushes back to the village, back to all the people that she spent so much of her time trying to hide away from, trying to ignore, trying to pretend aren't there, trying to avoid at all costs. Now she's rushing to them, wanting them to pay attention to her and speak to her and see her so that she can tell them about this man. She can tell them about this Jesus, this prophet who told her everything about her. So there's the first bit of repentance. Second bit is that Jesus came into this area of Sychar, not on his own, didn't he? He came with his disciples. Uh, This encounter doesn't happen with them, but we're told about them coming back. And it says this in verse 27, the reason why we jumped over. Just then his disciples returned and were surprised to find him talking with a woman. But no one asked, what do you want? Or why are you talking with her? And then jumped down to verse 31. Meanwhile, his disciples urged him, Rabbi, eat something. But he said to them, I have food to eat that you know nothing about. Then his disciples said to each other, could someone have bought him food? I sent you to reap what you have not worked for. Others have done the hard work and you have reaped the benefits of their labour. So here are these 12 young, impressionable Jewish men who've been raised to believe exactly the same way as every other young, impressionable Jewish man had always been raised to believe that they were right and other people were wrong, that they as Jews had a special kind of connection and a special kind of inheritance and a special kind of exclusive relationship with God that meant that they were in and other people were out. They were the ones who were were clean and those Samaritans over there were unclean, unworthy. And yes, so they come and they see Jesus, this rabbi, this Jewish man, not only talking with a woman, which was a big no-no, but talking to a Samaritan woman in a Samaritan village. And they are shocked. They're scared to say anything. They're scared to get rebuked by Jesus. But Jesus knows what's going on inside them. And Jesus reveals himself and reveals the will of God, the will of the one who sent him in this... Um, kind of imagery of this idea of the harvest and 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 reaping what you didn't sow and that the, the the harvesters and the sowers can celebrate together and and Jesus is trying to get them to see that what they once thought was perhaps a wasteland a barren land not worthy of doing anything in areas like this Samaria people like this this woman at the well actually that's where the harvest is that's where God will be collecting his people, his children, his called and chosen ones from that group of people as well. No longer will it just be about the Jews, but it's open to all. In this work, in the life, death, burial and resurrection of Jesus, this has been opened to all. And so in this revelation of who Jesus is and the will and the work of God, these Twelve disciples are given this opportunity and this call and this challenge and this invitation to respond and to react and to repent in all the ways that they thought they were in and others were out. They were right and others were wrong. Here's the opportunity to repent, to turn, to see things and think about things in a brand new way. Then finally, our third example comes just at the end of this story in verse 39, says this. Many of the Samaritans from that town believed in him because of the woman's testimony. He told me everything I've ever done. So when the Samaritans came to him, they urged him to stay with them and he stayed two days. And because of his words, many more became believers. They said to the woman, we no longer believe because of what you said. Now we have heard for ourselves and we know that this man really is the saviour of the world and there's that other example of that repentance of that turning that because of the the conversation because of the revelation of Jesus into this one woman's life and because of her testimony because of her running back to the village and 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 explaining what had gone on and the excitement and the obvious change and and repentance that turning within her own life. That on its own was enough for people to believe what she was saying and to believe what she was saying about who she was saying it about. But it didn't just stop there because then these people wanted to see for themselves. They wanted to hear for themselves. They wanted to receive that revelation themselves. They wanted the chance to respond and to react and to repent themselves and so they did they come they come to jesus out of the village to that well where jesus is and they beg him to stay with them for 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 longer don't don't leave can you imagine this samaritans the, the first thing they would want a Jew to do is to get out, get away, leave. They don't want anything to do with them. For as much as Jews hated Samaritans, Samaritans hated Jews. And yet here we have this whole entire village of Samaritans begging this Jewish rabbi to stay with them, to not leave and there's that response there's that reaction there's that repentance within that whole village that who knew that by jesus breaking down these cultural and and religious barriers and having this conversation with this one woman at this one well on this one day would result in an entire village repenting wow and that leaves us with the challenge today with When we're invited to come back to this well again and again, the invitation is to spend time with Jesus. The invitation is to talk to Jesus. The invitation is to listen to Jesus. The invitation is to see the world, see other people, see our situations, regardless of what they might be, positively or negatively, to see it all the way Jesus sees it. That's the invitation. And that comes because of the revelation of who Jesus is, that Jesus is the one called Christ. Jesus is the Messiah. Jesus is, like that Samaritan village says in the story, the saviour of the world. So, friends, take that invitation today. Take that challenge. Take the the opportunities that are right in front of you to, yes, come back to the well. And, yes, spend time with Jesus Not clean yourself up and get yourself right and have all the right answers and then come to Jesus. No, because that's not the order, is it? Jesus comes and Jesus sits with you and Jesus spends time with you. And after that happens, that's the revelation. That's where the good stuff happens. And after that revelation, then you are given the opportunity to respond and to react and to repent. Grace and peace.